0: Thank <laughs> you.
1: Welcome back.
2: Reunited. Jeffy. And it
1: feels so good. Our last show together, 1987. <laughs> uh, and it's nice to be back together. 30 years, Pat. It's been 30 years. Stu, <laughs> there's the one
2: perfect thing. And this thing is it. Oh. Yeah. Aww, I'm that's nice. so glad well, we're except, back together because we're reunited. Except for <laughs> Jeffy. Except for Jeffy, that's of course. That's not the perfect thing.
1: As always. Mm-hmm.
2: As always, there is that.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what song you're talking about. (laughs) Uh, I am back. I I see you guys were really excited uh, yesterday to have me back. Yes. uh, Oh, yes. I I saw this clip on our Instagram page. If you search for Pat and Stu on Instagram, you can follow us there. And we uh, we post some interesting stuff. I thought this was an interesting moment from yesterday's Mm. program. Let's watch.
2: All right. Let's do I oh, was at the Super Bowl. You guys at the Super Bowl? You ever, I go to the oh, Super Bowl very, every year. And of course, this was, was the, the greatest Super Bowl, Super Bowl ever in Super Bowl history. And I was there. At the Super Bowl. Were you guys at the Super Bowl? Where were you guys when the Super Bowl was happening? The
1: Super Bowl was on, and I was there. So so where were you guys when the Super Bowl was happening? Because I was there. <laughs> I, was there. I, was, I was at the game. Yeah. I go every year. Yeah, I know. I was, I was there yeah. at the game.
3: I, <laughs> I know. Uh, maybe I, I should know. talk like this, and it'll be a little maybe. Bit more Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, what a game, man. I mean, that's uh, an incredible game. I hated it at the end, um, but it was incredible oh, no, it was. For
2: three quarters, and I think we touched on this, it was pretty boring. I thought, didn't you? Did you did you have that sense when you were actually at the stadium?
1: No. Um, oh. First of all, the game, you know, at the stadium, it doesn't feel boring. Even the blowouts. I think if it stayed twenty-eight to three and became thirty-one to three and thirty-eight to three, it would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it, but because the Patriots are who the <clears throat> Patriots are, you never had the sense like it was over. No doubt. Um, I mean, I never yeah. had that feeling like this is over. At twenty-eight to three, when they when they scored that touchdown, it seemed like At it was twenty-eight to
2: three. I, that seemed pretty put
1: away. Pretty good. Yeah, it sure good. did. I, this
2: we, thing's over a little bit. Hey, yesterday, it felt
4: like uh, yeah. even you know even before that, it felt like Atlanta never felt like they were going to win the game. Atlanta. You know, watching them oh. play, it felt like they never at any time felt that they were going to win the
1: no, game. No, and we, of course, judge most of this based on Keith Malinak, uh, <laughs> one of our producers, who is the biggest Falcons fan in America and is also the most negative uh, fan of any sport, of any team, <laughs> um, and assumes things like a crazy thing, like a 28-3 to lead in the third quarter of the Super Bowl could somehow turn into a loss. He assumes that is going to happen. And, and it, it did. did. And, it did. Uh, and I mean, I... I, I mean, I feel terrible for, I, for the Falcons. I really do. I mean, first of all, I don't oh, like the Patriots. Oh, do. too. Uh, secondly, I, uh, I, I mean, you know, I, I just can't believe. I, I cannot believe that happened. Now, of course, this was uh, put in um, responsible for this, or obviously multiple people. But, I mean, the coaching staff at the Atlanta Falcons. Yes. I mean, everyone's beating up on Kyle Shanahan, who is the offensive coordinator and is now going to coach the San Francisco 49ers. By the way, uh, his replacement, have you heard this yet? No. Steve Sarkeesian. From a former BYU quarterback. What the hell? Yeah. He's leaving Alabama already? And he's, and he's going to BYU. <laughs> I mean, he's going to, going excuse to, me, to, uh, to Atlanta from to BYU. Atlanta. Yeah, that would have been BYU really program.
2: big news, yes, news that, if he was going to BYU. That would have been nice. You would have uh, cared more. I would have liked that.
1: Uh, sorry. So he's Atlanta. leaving before he's even taken the job. He took the job. Is that he hasn't, true? Even, so he hasn't worked even worked even... the job. <laughs> he worked one game. Unless I must misunderstood the headline. I just saw it on he Twitter. He worked the
2: championship game was the only one he called, and they lost, and then he left? I
1: mean, maybe let's let's see. I mean, you, that's
2: crazy. I I hadn't
1: heard that. That is, uh, yeah. Wow. I, the only reason I remembered his his name was because wow. you were excited of him taking the last job. Yeah, but to, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's kind of amazing. Anyway, if you um, don't
2: know, he's former BYU, BYU quarterback. BYU, which why uh, uh, cares? Yeah, mm-hmm. they were fourteen and one the last season. He he was quarterback there, and uh, had a really great season. So he he was a he was a really good quarterback and a long line of really good quarterbacks. And then he's had a very successful coaching career where he flamed out for a while, but then he came back, went to Alabama. He was the advisor, like the offensive advisor during this year, and then he got the offensive coordinator job for one game and left. That's outrageous! Amazing, right? That's like a Bobby Petrino kind of thing. Yeah. I, you shouldn't do that. I, don't know I, that I think it's it hurts you long deal, term.
1: Not a done it's deal. It's not that? a done deal. It's, it was being reported by deal, some of the yeah. NFL uh, reporters. Don't do I, I don't it. Even man. Know if, don't do it. That's a bad move. I don't even move. know if wow, that's an NFL job, right? Except you, 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 I wouldn't burn the
2: bridge. You know, no You kidding. might need that. You might need that bridge. To go back sometimes that's a that's a big bridge to out. burn too yeah it is yeah nick saban I, I don't think i'd do that well we'll see if it actually
1: happens I yeah guess. that's um, interesting yeah I'm, I'm interested but anyway uh so everyone's bashing um uh, shanahan for these choices but i mean really this is on the head coach you you have to make sure when yeah. you, you know and we can go through the scenarios I don't, I don't want to bore you i know this is day two of this for most people so uh it's my first day back but i mean when you have the opportunity to run the clock down to kick field goals and make it right. so basically it's impossible for you to lose. And it could have been. Uh, you just do that. I mean, it, you know, Atlanta, look, all the great things. The Patriots took advantage of it in a way that probably only the Patriots could. But they absolutely really had to have help from the coaching staff of the Atlanta Falcons to make this occur. Yeah. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> it, it is incredible that they allowed that if to they happen. Kept running the ball. What were they at? About the
2: 30-yard line yeah. or something when they got sacked. Yeah. Something like that.
1: Yeah, that, and that's, that's just you're talking about the last one. Yeah. But
2: it's not there's multiple. But they They're, get that field goal mm-hmm. and yeah. that thing is over. Over. They at were 31 to, to 9. They, are the they 22. get
1: that field goal, it's over. Yeah, let's this is quick. We'll go through this quickly. I won't bore you with all the details, but all uh, right. Falcons 28-3 with 6:04 left in the third quarter. Falcons win probability 99.9% at that wow. point. Wow! Now, I think that's, wow. first of all, it's too high for that early. Correct. I mean, yeah. you know, but, I mean, they're just focusing that on previous games played and everything. Um, the Patriots. But uh, 99.9% of the time, when you're up 28-3 at that point you in the game, the you game. win. You win. Patriots, uh, they go for it on a fourth and three. They complete a pass. Uh, they get a couple gains. Then they get a third and eight. Um, they uh, have a, that's when that Brady had that slow-footed run that seemed like it took about a month for him <laughs> to get 15 yards. Somehow he doesn't get tackled. Guy's not fast. Um, yep. Then uh, Brady scores with White, makes it 28 to nine. They miss the extra point. That means it goes from a 99.9 percent probability for the Falcons winning to 99.6. So still <laughs> a little out of reach. Yeah. Then Falcon the Falcons go all the way down the field. Um, after, well, and they didn't all went way down the field. They tried the onside kick that didn't work. They get down oh, yeah. to the uh, 22 right. yard wow. line, um, so they, they have a
4: 41,
1: right? So they have a 41 yard field, or, or no, 24, 24, yard line. They have a a uh, 41 yard field goal they can kick from there. What happens? Um, they uh, they then get a holding pa- uh, penalty. Um, then they move back and uh, There's a sack right? too, right. In a sack. Yeah. So they move back. Now they've got, um, now they don't have a chance to kick the field goal anymore. They're out of field goal range, and they have to punt. Um, so now it's 28-9. to 9, They get the ball back, and it's still 99.8% chance.
2: Was this sack the Kyle Van Oysack, or was that uh, Hightower? Hightower was the one that caused the fumble. Um,
1: that's the one I remember, at least from yeah. Hightower.
2: So that must have been the Kyle Van Oysack, um, which was a big moment in the game. Okay, so It was his only really big moment, but uh, it was a good one. Mm. They needed it then.
1: Now, New England gets the ball back after after this happens at their own 13-yard line. Uh, they get a three passes of 15 yards or longer. Uh, then they get a couple of sacks, though, when they get close to the end zone. Backs them up. Yeah. They have to settle for yeah. a field goal. So that's a huge moment. I they mean, because it seemed like they were had the momentum. Yeah. They might have been able to score there. Atlanta yeah. pushes them back. They get the field goal. It's 28-12. Right. They're still down by sixteen. Right. Ninety-nine point eight percent. They say. Now I'm looking at that. It's the 944, ninety-nine point what? Ninety-nine point eight percent. So it stuff. went up um, from ninety-nine point six. Right. Jeez. So now, now I gotta say, at that point, that's amazing. It's two score game, but still two scores and two point two point conversions. Plus that's the Atlanta thing. can't score. It's really but easy to doing. say a two that, score game, but you right. gotta
2: get two two point conversions. But they're still and that's got,
1: hard. And you know, nine minutes left possible still right Mm -hmm. so the Falcons then get the ball they get uh, make it turn it to third and one on two runs which is obviously really smart to do to run the ball in this situation yep what happens of course then they on third and one for whatever reason after been running the ball great all game they decide to throw the ball now if you're going to throw the ball you're going to do something quick, a quick screen, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a, 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 a quick Slide slant, in. something. Yep. Yep. Instead, they, he drops back for a lengthy period of time, and uh, uh, the running back was misses no the block. no understood. Right, which no one understood. The running back misses the block, tack, a sack, fumble. They get the ball back and score. So that goes now. Still, though, at 28-20, 5.56 left in the fourth quarter, they still say 97% chance because Atlanta has the ball. Now, to me, there's wow. no way there's a 97% there's no way, chance of no them winning that game right. at that point because I still thought, like, with knowing the Patriots, knowing the way you the game you. felt, knowing that the defense of the Falcons looked like they were about to all keel over. Uh, and, it, they'd been and, they had been, and they'd been crushing been great all, day. all game. Uh, they'd up been great all game. But still, 5.56 is a lot of time in a one-score game. Mm. So – but Atlanta actually moves the ball. They throw it. They move it all the way down the field. They get mm-hmm. get down inside the 25. And again. Again. Then you get a sack. Well, yeah. Again, then when they should have been running, they ran it on first, first down. Should have ran yeah. it on second. Should have ran it on third. Kicked the field goal. They're up two scores with about 4.5, 4.20 left. I mean, yeah, it, you're the not game gonna is lose it. Yeah, you're almost impossible to lose that game. Outside of an onside kick recovery, which is, would be possible, mm-hmm. but it would be incredibly unlikely. Instead, they try to throw it. They get a sack which moves them back, but still in field still goal range. Still field goal range. I mean, long field goal now, but they're still in field goal range. They get uh, another penalty on yeah, the, the next holder. play, pushes them out of field goal range. They still get a good punt, making Tom Brady have to go 91 yards, uh, and that pushes it to, let's see, now it's 330 left in the fourth quarter. Uh, 90, it's gone down to 93.1%. But still, high. It's too high. It's that's, still yeah, it's, to me, way high. too high. But yes. I mean, again, remember, if they score and you get thinking, the two-point conversion, at this point,
2: I'm thinking it's about a forty percent chance me of them oh, yeah. winning.
1: And I think so too. However, if you think about it this way, they have to score, which is obviously there's, they're not yeah. not one hundred percent. They have to get yeah. the two-point conversion, which is only a fifty percent type of thing. Yeah, and that but only gets then, them to. By then, I
2: really felt like they were going to do it.
1: But that only gets them to a tie. It right. doesn't get him to a win. Then only gets him to a tie, right. which has to go to overtime mm-hmm. and then still win. Mm-hmm. So I mean, really, the maximum you could have here would be 50%. But then you have to take another 50%, so really 25%, just to score. which is What they're saying it's even more certain than that, which is pretty incredible. Uh, the Falcons then, of course, get the ball down the field. The ridiculous catch by Edelman, which which is one of the most amazing Patriots plays I, yeah. uh, excuse me, yeah. um, uh, one of the most amazing plays I've ever seen. <laughs> However, it was. <laughs> that first, was a, Awesome it was catch was incredible. <laughs> However, it was first and awesome ten. Catch. Um, people forget that it was only first and ten there. So, I mean, if, if that's incomplete, it's not that big of a deal. If it's intercepted, the game's over.
2: But, but how, I mean, how long was that gain? It was 20 uh, yards t- or so. Right? Uh, let's see, 20 23, yards. Yeah. 23 yards. 23 um, yards. So it's it's tough to get a 23-yard play at that point of the football game. And and they did. Yep. So that was huge. That uh, was incredible. A huge... uh,
1: then a couple more plays. They obviously score. They get the... Uh, Is it just me or does uh, Julian Edelman seem like a jerk? His interview afterwards his interviews on before ESPN. and after
2: um, it's just awful. I've I've seen several lately where he just looks like a douche. Yeah, and it, it kind of surprises me. I thought uh, he didn't used to be that way. Yeah, it seems like ever since he grew that skanky beard, he's turned into a douchebag. I don't know why. He feels like a mountain man, and so he's got to act like uh, <laughs> I'm above it all, yeah. or I don't care about you, or. You're not as good as me because I'm a lumberjack? I don't know
1: what the deal is. So it was weird. Let me weird. ask you, what was your impression outside the stadium? Because I was actually at the game. I was inside the stadium. And I know you yeah. guys were at home or something like that. Yes,
4: we were. Um, we were, Stu. Uh, I guess yeah.
1: watching it. From, and I guess I, you I were there at the game. I was, I was at the game. Yeah. Yeah. I, would I would actually I go every year. I'll tell you what no, I was so. doing. I was
4: boycotting the NFL for building a wall keeping me out. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. They did build a wall <laughs> to keep you out specifically. Um, but uh, do, what was your vibe on the
1: uh, booing of good? as he's handing over the trophy. Tremendous. See, I totally didn't feel that way about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I really I, didn't that seems either. It's so petty. Yeah, you I just don't, won the damn like Super that. Bowl and like 50, you know, I mean and the and the crowd while in town seemed pretty balanced I- in the stadium did not seem balanced. It seemed like way more Patriot fans. I don't it know did. how I felt oh, on the yeah. TV. It did. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the, the they're all there. They're the only ones there. Seemed
2: like a real pro-Patriot crowd.
1: Yeah. And they were booing Goodell like crazy. And, like, I get it at some level. Like, certainly you get a little bit of a revenge. Um, but, you know, who handled it great was Tom Brady. Right. Who said nothing about it. Um, right. You know, crafted <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah.
1: I mean, you, you made the statement, didn't you? Didn't mm-hmm. you make a statement a hell of a lot louder than booing or making yes. some little snide comment? Yeah. You won the damn Super Bowl and the MVP. And Brady, I think, understood that moment and handled it well. It seemed weird because here we are in the middle of the greatest uh, comeback in Super Bowl history by any team. And their fans spend several minutes booing loudly this guy who's, yes, he's the commissioner of the league. And yes, he suspended your quarterback for four games, three of which you won, by the way. Not to mention the fact that if anything else, if nothing else comes of that. Tom Brady is probably slightly more fresh at the end of the year than he was at the beginning. He should start taking all the first quarter of the seasons off because he's 40 years old, probably would help. Yeah, uh, but anyway, like the idea that you turn that into some little referendum on a, Roger Goodell in that stupid. moment seems stupid. Yeah, I didn't like it either.
2: I that's actually not like a
4: bad it. game plan for uh, New England. Uh, yeah, the it's future, not. Well, future they did it, it with planning. Tim
1: Duncan, right? I mean, they used to give him days off on the road yeah. when he was getting older. And I yeah. mean, you know, it's a little bit of a different sport, obviously. And and the and the beating also, that they've creates. got a good enough quarterback to get away with it. Yeah, yeah. and that, remember, Garoppolo didn't really even play good. two of those games. Right. They won without – they won with their third-string right. quarterback.
2: They two and 2-0 oh with Garoppolo and 1-1 one and one with the other guy. Yeah. Whose name I don't Brissette. even know. Jacoby
1: Brissett. That's why you don't know it. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I mean, that's uh, pretty incredible. And I, it was a great – I mean, look, I went there rooting hard for the Falcons. Uh, I really wanted them to win that game because I, I don't like the Patriots. It was hard, though, by the end. I was totally still rooting for the Falcons, wanting it to happen. But, I mean, just to, to understand the, the moment was incredible. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I was like mouth open – staring at the field for 15 minutes afterwards. It was just, I could not believe what I had just seen. It made it, and
2: and they were calling it this immediately after the game, maybe the greatest Super Bowl of all time. And and several commentators made that point.
1: I I do think your analysis is correct, however. The first three quarterbacks were not the greatest Super Bowl. No, they really weren't. They really weren't. It it reminds me of the um, the, uh, Baltimore San Francisco Super Bowl. I think it was in New Orleans a few years ago. And Baltimore got off to a gigantic lead. It was like 21 or nothing. It felt like it was over. It It must have been. It it turned out to be a close game. It must not have been that big because this was the biggest quarter. I remember it being, it looked like they were going to rush out to a big lead. Maybe it wasn't that big. Maybe it was only 10. Or no, because they held on. That's right. right? Yeah, they won. Yeah, they won. So that's why it wasn't the biggest comeback. But they got off to a big lead, and San Francisco roared back and made it really close at the end. But it was the same type of feel where most of the game it felt like it was a blowout. Most of the game was boring. Yeah, and then it kind of came around. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, that first half up until the, the halftime show, It feels like almost anything can happen, and the game's still interesting to me. It's when he gets Mm -hmm. to that second half, and it's a blowout, is when the game starts to really lose its luster. And really, we haven't seen any of those games. I mean... uh ever since I've gone to the Super Bowl, I've never actually witnessed one of those types of well, Do you of go every year? With It'll the be... exception <laughs> of maybe that uh, the, the year Seattle one.
2: Uh, yeah, when um, Denver lost. Yeah, Denver to Seattle. 38-9 yeah. or 44-9 yeah, or whatever yeah. that was. 44-8. That, was, crush 44 eight. Eight. that yeah. was a bad game. That was a
1: bad game. Yeah. game. However, the first half still seemed pretty intense. Yeah. Um, because, you know, and yeah. you never knew with that offense, you, the you best offense of all time. Back. Statistically, yeah. I yeah. Mean, you, you thought they were going to make a run at it, which they just never did. In that game.
4: Boy, We got Think much about that game. Think, I mean, Peyton was shocked that first half. Man. Yes, he was. And wow. I, think,
2: I think he's still shocked about that game to this day. I he's, believe that. And yet he came back I and know still I got am. a
1: freaking other title. Sure did. Amazing.
2: 888 back. More patents, Stu, uh, coming up in a second. But uh, we got to tell you about your uh, current phone carrier who's doing things I'm pretty sure you don't know about, like using your money to undermine your beliefs. Hmm. You pay your bill, and then they spend tens of millions of dollars to remove conservative leaders from office and get
1: conservative causes a
2: lot of money. So
1: you don't want that. So bizarre. Luckily, you have Patriot Mobile, who knows that that's bizarre and does the opposite. Patriot Mobile offers all the things that you want from your your, uh, normal phone provider. Nationwide talk and text with high-speed 4G LTE data, competitive prices, Mm -hmm. and... They donate up to 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative organization, and the best part is you get to choose it. So, I mean, if you, if, you, if you favor one particular conservative cause, look through their list of charities, pick it, and you're going to be really pleased with the results because your money will be going to support something you believe in instead of something you oppose.
2: And you're probably like we are. I, I, as much as we want to support conservatives and conservative causes, if it costs me really bad phone service, I'm still not interested. Sorry. But that's not the case here. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, they really take care of you. You get all the stuff you want, the phones and the price and the coverage and all of that. Plus, they'll buy out your current contract up to $500 per line and throw in a free iPhone 5S with a $50 unlimited talk, text and data plan or the free Galaxy
1: S5. Mm, 5S or Or S5. Just remember that. Yeah. Uh, call now it's uh, Patriot Mobile they're going to waive your $35 activation fee if you use the promo code pat and stew or if you pronounce it incorrectly Stew. <laughs> go to patriotmobile.com/blaze patriotmobile.com/blaze or call 800 a patriot 800 a patriot
2: Operates so like a top it, too. Oh no,
1: nice. It eats like a meal. <laughs> We're looking at Pat's controller. You got a computer. So yeah. or uh, it's one of the touchscreen laptops, which is kinda cool. Dell It is, yeah, it's
2: a it's a Dell touchscreen thing. There it's a two and one. You can flip it around and then it's just kind of a tablet sort oh, okay. of deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. so this has kind of become a Dell commercial, um, inadvertently, mm-hmm. but uh, I like it. It's it's kind of cool. takes a little getting used to because I don't have a mouse to do the things when I cut and paste that I want to do. Right. Uh, so you gotta, it's kind of clunky when you, you're trying to yes. wait for that little bubble to come up so you can do whatever, and sometimes it does the whatever and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> yes. And so you, you try to put it where you want it and it's not there or something else is from six weeks ago and... Of course, it's not six well, weeks. I haven't had it for six no, weeks. No,
1: but I mean, I know what you mean. Like, I, I, I was very frustrated at my stupid iPhone this weekend. Yeah. Uh, and and like, I, it's amazing that, like, here's the biggest company in the world. And the search functions on this phone are so horrible. I, I can't even mm. believe it. Like, you, you'll put in uh, search, uh, you know, you, uh, on maps, you'll search for a, a location, and it will give you one, like, in another state when there's one two blocks away. You know. Oh, uh, I hate that. I was ordering Domino's pizza the other that. day, um, which, you know, as, really? as, as a fat person. I heard I, they, they deliver. They Domino's do. I freaking love their little thin crust pizzas. They, <laughs> um, but anyways, they have improved so much. Yeah, it's the, I, really, I really like their thin crust pizzas because yeah. it's one of those things where you can just, you feel like you can eat it all and not, it's just, it's thin. You know, it's what, yes. that's what I ate an entire right. large pizza by myself. It's thin. So stupid. So um, <laughs> There's I, no calories in a thin one. No. So I search for Domino's on my phone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you think should happen? Maybe the app that I installed on the phone named Domino's should pop up? No, no. I've got uh, links to other apps where I can play Domino's. That's. <laughs> oh, you could play Domino's I can play like, the game Domino's. That's and fun. I can do that. Okay. I get Domino's <laughs> website. Oh! Which is really which is helpful. really handy. I have the person who's in my contacts list who's named Domino. <laughs> But God forbid I can find the stupid uh, apps named Domino's.
2: Because we actually do have an employee here named Domino. Yes.
1: <laughs> it's like, come on. That's fantastic.
2: All
5: right, let's we get this. Uh,
1: go ahead. You guys have more? Just, uh,
4: nothing to do with your iPhone. I'm just going to give you a quick, some quick breaking news. Yes. Uh, Steve uh, Sarkeesian agrees to be the Falcons' that new is, offensive
2: coordinator. Just, we got to get into just that later. That's crazy, yeah, man. Uh, uh, but we have a guest
1: Yes, here. We uh, get and to. this is related to sports, kind of, uh, in some way. Uh, you might remember uh, Joseph Ashby. He is the guy who his son was the kid who was on every show in America as the, uh, as the trick shot uh, kid. With bas- with the, we yeah. showed basketball. It was in the house. Joseph, are you there? I'm here, yeah. So what, what shows do you appear? Tell the story because you were on every show in America.
3: Well, we uh, put. it was actually the night of the Super Bowl. So every Super Bowl, I think about 2013 when we posted our little home video of Titus making basketball shots when he was one or two years old.
2: That's right, yeah.
3: Then uh, within two days, I think we had invitations from Good Morning America, the Today Show, Fox and Friends, you name it. Everybody wanted us to come on and have him shoot a few, and we did. We actually went on the Today Show, and then Jimmy Kimmel... (laughs) made fun of the appearance because (laughs) Titus missed several shots. And so then we made a new video challenging Jimmy to a shooting contest. And so we were on Kimmel's show five times in total, I think. And the last uh, American TV show we were on was Little Big Shots with Steve Harvey last year. And the last... TV show, I don't even know if it's aired. Was uh, my wife and daughter and Titus went to Italy last month? Oh, wow. And so cool.
2: that was clear back in in 2013. Yeah. So what is he Are like? 17 years
1: old now? He's. <laughs> He's now.
3: But that's what's so funny. People see wow. him now. They're like, a really little kid. I was like, I know he was one when this all started. Wow, wow. that's
1: incredible. And I will say, you left off the most important uh, television performances Thank here you. on The Blaze. Uh, where
3: you, uh, you show it to this day is the right. most viewed YouTube of Pat and Stu by about six times. Compared is it to really,
1: <laughs> really? Oh, that's nice? A, that's kind of sad nice. for our careers. Um, but <laughs> your career is going in a cool new direction right now because you've been a guy because you're not just dad of kid who shoots baskets. Uh, you're a talk show host. Uh, you're a commentator. Uh, you've been doing this for a while as a real conservative. And now you're going to run for office can you tell the story of how you know? I mean, because this is this is Pompeo's seat, right? Because he went to the yeah, Trump administration.
3: So my now former congressman is Mike Pompeo, who's head of the CIA now. And so mm. there's going to be a special election here in the district uh, just uh, later this week. They're going to have a uh, uh, the delegates to the state convention are going to vote to choose the nominee, and then two months from now they're going to have a runoff election.
1: Oh wow! So there's not an actual, there's not like a primary process where where everyone's going to vote. This is going to be a thing where the, de- the delegates are just doing it, and then they're going to pick uh, they're going to pick the candidates from each party, and then we get a, a real uh, runoff election.
3: Yeah. So do you remember when you do you remember the name Didi Skazafaba from New York 23? I want to say it was right after Obama got elected. Yes. Yeah. Like yep. it's nominated this kind of horrible, non-Republican, Republican against a yeah. conservative. and Anyway, so it's that way. But I have more confidence in our delegates that they'll pick a constitutional conservative rather than a liberal.
2: Well, Kansas is one of the most uh, conservative states in the union, is it not? I mean, it seems like, um, well, for instance, Ted Cruz won by a lot in the Kansas primary, didn't he? Yeah, if I remember correctly. <laughs>
3: With like 48 percent of the vote, but in the yeah. fourth dist- the district I'm running in, he had almost 60 percent of the vote in this congressional district.
2: So that should bode well for you. Uh, are you feeling pretty confident about this? Well How are the polls looking? What's what's going on well, so far? So it's so funny because it's
3: 126 people. Pat, I mean, it's it's wow. I've wow. talked to every single one of them. I've had extended conversations wow. with about 90, you know, like hour two, three hours. I've had multiple meetings with many of them. Uh, th- here's the honest truth is everybody wants a, a, a congressman who's going to be brave, who's going to speak truth to power, who's going to yeah. stand up to the party if need be. But a lot of the delegates to be totally honest, are a little afraid to do that when it comes to choosing a candidate, everybody's a little nervous. Well, you know, he was a radio right. host. He yeah. does have personality and I do think that he would do a really good job in office, but he doesn't fit the traditional mold. He's not held office before. Uh, He's not worked on a lot of campaigns before and the rest of it. And so my message is essentially, look, Ronald Reagan was in that. Drives me out of
2: my mind. That drives me, (laughs) that thought process drives me out of my mind. That's why Ted Cruz is not president of the United States. I really like Ted Cruz. I like his ideas. I like his policies. But no, there's no but. If if you like the guy, if you believe he's a true hardcore conservative, if you like his policies, vote for him. Who cares about presentation and all that nonsense? Just vote for the guy. It can even, like,
3: because I was on the radio for five years, because, you know, we've done a lot of media and so forth. It's almost like, you know, Ronald Reagan, that's a high bar. But you know what I mean, where somebody who's really good at connecting with people. Yeah will connect with the voters just because they haven't run for political office. I think right now in 2017, that's an asset, not a liability. And I think that because I connected with the audience, because that that show grew so well that I've shown that I can connect in a way that a non-traditional politician can really connect with people. Frankly, the way Trump did. Why did Trump appeal to people? It wasn't because he was polished. It was because mm. they looked at him and they're like, well, he just seems like a normal guy who's saying non-traditionally mechanical political things. Right. Well, it's, you know,
1: it's always a risk. I mean, you talk about the Trump administration, it's always a risk of taking a, a, someone who's pretty conservative. Mike Pompeo was, I think, one of his probably better appointments in many ways. Um, and you take him out of a congressional seat, you don't know what you're going to get in, re- in a replacement. You don't know if you have a vote for repealing Obamacare, or you don't know if you, if you have uh, support for some of the more conservative things that Trump wants to do. Can you walk through like, some of your positions on issues like Obamacare, big ones that you're going to actually
3: have to vote for if you get this job? Well, if you talk to every single one of the candidates, even ones that I know, I know them all, right, because I've covered almost all of them on the radio for the last several years. I know some are even more liberal. They all sound exactly the same, Stu. Everybody wants to repeal repeal Obamacare. Everybody wants to roll back regulations and wants tax reform. Everyone says all of the same things. Here's what's different to me is we're going to be in a situation where we could very well reproduce some of the same mistakes of the Bush administration during that middle four years when they had Republican majorities in the House and Senate. And what did they do? It's impossible not to look back at that time and say that was a humongous missed opportunity. And I'm really happy of the Gorsuch nomination. I'm really happy about the conservatives that are in the Trump cabinet. But let's be totally honest. If we are 100 percent Trump, We are gonna make big government mistakes. So we have to have somebody who is willing to say, go, go, go for the good stuff and no, 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 and pull on the reins for the big government stuff. That is not gonna be easy because Donald Trump is not gonna take no for an answer easily. You're gonna have to know who you are and why you believe what you believe and stand up for it.
1: Yeah, and and this comes from, I mean, one of the strengths and weaknesses of having someone who's hosted a show for, you you know, 15, 20 hours a week run as a candidate is, I mean, from the negative side, you have people who will say, well, we'll find something that he said several years ago that's going to make him look bad. On the other side, though, you have a really well-fleshed-out kind of foundation. You've told the American people for a long time where you stand. I mean, this, I think, helped Mike Pence uh, as he rose through government as well with that sort of background. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, I think people who know you and have seen you do these shows before, are going to know that this is not just some fly-by-night, oh, I see an opportunity to get into the government. This is something you've cared about for a long time, and you've really supported these conservative principles, even in tough times, for many, many years.
3: Yeah, I, I hope so. I do make the Mike Pence analogy when I'm talking to delegates. He had not held political office before. He had hosted a radio show for about a half decade, and he ran it. He was one of the good guys. The, uh, there was a lot of good guys. One of the best guys during the Bush administration, where he did say no to No Child Left Behind. He did say no to Medicare Part D. He rejected those big government things that the Bush administration proposed because they thought they were doing the clever thing politically. We need way more of those people all the time, but especially...
1: Oh no! Oh no! We've frozen him. Oh wow! The Trump administration has wow. frozen him. Uh, let's see if we can get it back on, because because that's a really good point when it comes to uh, Pence. Man, how how much he's changed. He opposed Medicare. He stood up against a Republican president to rep- to uh, oppose a new entitlement. Where's that guy? Right. I would love that guy to be the Vice know, President of the United it, States. It, it
2: is so weird because that guy disappeared in about 2006. I, I, yeah. I can almost put my finger on when it happened because mm. it was like all of a sudden because I was a huge Pence fan. and then all of a sudden he's gone. He's not out front of any of these important issues. And asked the question many times on the air and maybe even when I filled in uh, for Glenn on, on the show before I was you know when I was still in Houston, And maybe with you guys, where is Mike Pence? What happened to him? And I don't know what happened to him, but he used to be a, a really good example of a great conservative who yeah. would stand up for all of these things.
4: Well, I can tell you what, he's, what he did uh, moments ago, and that's uh, he went across and uh, broke the tie in the Senate to uh, let Betsy DeVos become the uh, Secretary of Education oh, she, uh, moments and, and, ago.
1: And she's not good. Yeah, but I mean, uh, it's not it, good. Yeah, I mean, I, she's not my favorite. Um, it's interesting to see that happen, though, because this was their big fight yeah. to go yeah. uh, and try to pick off the Secretary of Education pick, which I thought was such a bizarre choice. Yeah. You're going to stand up against someone, or that one. Really? Um, but uh, is Joseph back with us? Uh, I'm here. OK, cool. Because okay. uh, I mean, this is a real risk we were talking about Pence and how, you know, he's not always conservative on anything on, on everything these days. It's a little bit of a change. Um, you know, going into Washington, if you get this, it's, it's going to be there's going to be pressures. There's going to be pressures to move to the center. There's going to be pressures to take those popular positions. How do you resist that?
3: Uh, Somebody who, uh, a guy I go to church with who worked in Washington, D.C. for four years, put it this way. He said, every single day is a battle where they try to change you into who you are, excuse me, into who they are, and you have to battle to stay who you are. Mm. And that uh, I'm, I'm ready to fight that battle. Of course, I did every day. I mean, I stood up to local business leaders who would pressure advertisers to s- stay off the show. I mean, Republicans in many cases. Uh, I uh, took a very strong position in the primary uh, of the presidential election. Got a lot of trouble for that. You know, I, if you're looking for someone who will who will do the right thing even if their career might get threatened? Then I've done that.
1: Mm, there you go, Joseph Ashby. Where do people go to, to help out? I know I'm sure uh, as you're uh, putting a campaign right, this, together, you, need, you could probably this use this is some really
3: support uh, right now. Is the the delegate vote is really soon? We are trying to raise a bunch of money today at JosephAshbyKS.com. KS for the for Kansas, uh, and not it's not sure basically just to show, <laughs> it's not, no, <laughs> it's okay. basically just to show okay. that. Uh, show the delegates, hey, a non-traditional politician can marshal enough resources, can make that connection. So if you go to the donate button at JosephAshbyKS.com, send a little bit of money this way. We'll let the delegates know, hey, this is how much money we raised in just one day, and then that'll make a difference for the vote later this week.
1: That's great. It's a big deal, and uh, we want to get someone who's actually conservative in Congress. This would be mm-hmm. really cool, Joseph Ashby from Kansas. Joseph JosephAshbyKS.com. Check it out. Joseph, thanks for coming on the program. Good luck.
2: Thanks, guys. Good luck. That's great. 888-727-BECK. More Pat and Stu coming up in a sec. Ooh. Okay. Uh, something I noticed during the halftime show uh, the other day is, is pretty much confirmed here. I, I knew that as soon as Lady Gaga jumped off the roof and they cut away from that, and went to a completely different shot, uh, and then all of a sudden showed her, uh, you know, sort of falling from the from the roof. Right. A few seconds later, maybe three or four seconds later, uh, I knew that I couldn't have been live. And sure enough, uh, it was actually a pre-recorded segment. And which is fine. Which is fine. Yeah, I mean. I mean I- I, I don't know why they did this. I don't know if it says here in the story. I don't think it does.
4: Well, one of the things that they were concerned about, I think that that's when they actually had the clearance for the drones uh, in the sky. Remember, they yeah. couldn't do, they couldn't fly the
1: drones but live. If they did uh, that the in Super that Bowl. city, so I, I mean, you wouldn't have been able to. They would have never been able to get away with that. I mean, how would they they flew 300 drones above the Super Bowl city and no one noticed previously like that. I mean, the local news probably did. I, mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I bet that, I mean, that, but they would have, I mean, it would have been big. It would have been news. Right? I heard,
2: and I don't know that this is the uh, a fact, but I heard it was done in Orlando at
1: Disney. I, I would, I would totally believe that uh, because that's what I heard, because I mean, all they showed was like well, a platform. She did,
4: yeah, she did talk about it, uh, uh, building a replica and everything. So, I mean, it was very positive. Must have been that. Yeah, um, well, she talked I, about I, with it, them with that with her training. You know, with them building up to the Super Bowl, that they had built a replica of what they, you know, what the stage was going to be, that's and it was the first time the other day that she had been in the stadium. Incredible. So, yeah.
1: I mean, because she, you know, that was actually pretty freaking amazing. I don't know. I don't know how yeah, it felt. It was felt. cool, no matter was, what. It,
2: right. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, it just wasn't it just, as cool as it would have been. Right,
4: because it felt like if that. they was, missed the shot, why didn't we see the shot yeah, of her coming over the yeah. edge? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah I, I mean, it, obviously, there's only one reason to miss that shot, and that's if it's pre-recorded.
4: Yes, of
1: course. Uh, you know, I, I was, she actually
2: did perform the jump, though. I will, it says it does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, really. Yeah, she. There was not a stunt double. She did it.
1: Oh, she definitely did it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, yeah. as soon as because mm-hmm. the way the way that fell in the stadium, you're you're sitting down there, you look up at the roof, and then you notice as they went to halftime, they opened the roof. It was right. closed before that. Right. Yeah. And like, why did they open the roof in the middle of the halftime right. show? Then she's standing up there, and you're like, oh my gosh, that's why. Your eyes, of course, can't see her from your vantage point. So we all looked at the screen. And so we're looking at the screen. She jumps off. We're like, holy crap, you, your head goes you right back, back up. up. And then by the time I looked up, she was lower than it, she should have been for yeah. that jump, right? You <laughs> it know, was, like. Right. Um, yes. So, but, but, it did, but she definitely came from seemingly the ceiling. I mean, she, I never saw her right, you know, really close to the roof, but she was pretty high. I mean, it was, that was definitely a death-defying uh, situation because if she fell off she from there, she would be dead.
2: Oh, oh, no question. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was, it was impressive regardless. Um, yeah, it was. But, uh, we're so spoiled
4: and, now, though. You're right. Yeah. That, you and I were talking off We're a air. little
2: jaded now because yeah. we've I mean, seen some spectacular things. And that seemed to me to be one of
1: the better. I, I'm not a fan so of Lady Gaga. I'm not a fan as, at all whereas of like her, her music. music. Um, I, I do recognize that she's very talented. Yes. Um, and I think she put full effort into it. Like Absolutely. it wasn't. Like, there was me nothing too. half-assed about so it. Too. Um, it no was way. it was a spectacle they did different things I'd never seen before yeah um, you know the, the, with the, the bracelets and the lights uh, in the crowd were cool the um, the, uh, it, the whole thing with um, with the drones was yes. spectacular I mean, and that aside was
2: from the lyrics of born this Way which has been out since 2011 I mean, and I, I don't consider that to be a political statement at this point that was one that was made a long time ago you know that horse is out of the barn. I was really gratified that she didn't make this a political deal. And why would you? You know, you got two billion people watching. Why fragment your audience? You've got a chance to really, really increase your popularity among a lot of people worldwide. So why mess with that? And so I think she she did the right thing. Um, Plus, it's just agonizing to hear that nonsense. So
1: it, it was nice.
4: Did I mention that she's starting a world tour? (laughs) I'm <laughs> very smart but, I mean, we talked about sure this with, with uh,
1: Coldplay. they were was that last year Coldplay was uh, or two years ago when they were the halftime show and they were not I, you know I even kind of like Coldplay but they were not uh, they were not particularly notable in that Super Bowl uh, performance I didn't think yeah however it still had them selling out Cowboy Stadium a year later right I mean you know they, they, they wow. the, you know that is a big deal that that gig I don't care if they pay uh-huh. you zero which is always the reported thing although I, I still find it hard to believe. Yeah, we
4: talked about that where the artists don't get paid for it, but I mean, obviously Pepsi and uh, you know the, the NFL are paying for the. Well, they're paying the expenses. Else, you know, well, the the expenses
1: is yeah. pretty, and that's a. Well, would you say it's mm. a pricey? I would say so. Know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. It didn't feel I mean, like the right. NFL was having big problems. Like I, I the, you know, I, I'll say <laughs> it didn't feel like it. They said they're like, oh well, um, uh, it's the fourth. I think the, the the lowest in four years or something for Super Bowl ratings. Now, remember, really? Yeah, that's what the, that's what I read this morning. I don't know oh, if it's yeah, a final so number or true. not. It was 111.3 million people watched in the United States. Now again, that's almost half the population, or I mean, it's actually probably more like a third of the population now. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, uh, the last number was I think last year's was 111.7. It's pretty close. And remember, this game felt like a blowout for half of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it and wasn't Atlanta. And Atlanta, I mean, which is not you know the biggest it's, market, it's as not far a big draw. Yeah, not a huge draw as far as NFL teams go. Um, but still did pretty well. They, I think that their final ratings for the year, they were down 6 or 8% for the year from, from last year. However, you have, the, you have all of the um, uh, election stuff, which really destroyed them. I think they were down 8% in the first half of the year. And after the election, they were down 3 I mean, 3%, you know, they had a, a lot of really crummy playoff games. There, you know, and a lot of the, re- the fall off was not, it wasn't that people weren't tuning in. It was that people were watching for less time. Which, I mean, you can maybe blame on commercials or something like that, but in reality, like, it's a lot of times just when games suck, you turn it off. I mean, ask Mark Wahlberg. Did you see that story? Did you guys talk about that? No. Mark Wahlberg, huge Patriots fan, uh, apparently left when it was 28-3. Oh, my gosh. Did he really? That's the reporting. and, and, um, and um, 23, <laughs> I guess he said his kid was sick. That's what he gets. Uh, yeah, so, right. But, I mean, uh, I don't know. Man. He's supposed to be a Mr. Patriots fan. Yeah. And uh, he bailed. I mean, I like Mark Wahlberg, so I'm not going to bash him on it. But still, it's uh, He's a good know. actor.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, He's a good actor. Uh, that's tough. You can't leave a Super Bowl.
2: No. You, I, I feel mean, like you shouldn't. just can't. You can't. You the Super Bowl. That's like told. that's like when I when I left uh, a baseball game in the eighth <laughs> inning <laughs> and missed the, the all-time <laughs> single-season home run record being set by Barry Bonds.
1: No,
4: Pat, I don't believe that you'd do that.
2: Uh, tied or set? Bowl and yeah, it never, happened.
1: It was tied or set. I can't remember.
2: Uh, I, I can't remember either. It was either tied or set. And but you I, did hear it on the radio on your way home. But I did hear it on the radio <laughs> on my way. So home. it was.
4: It was just like you were there. Yeah, it was the same thing.
2: Except for way way different. <laughs> hey, how do you walk a guy four straight times and then on his fifth at bat let him hit a home run how do you do that stop it um of course it's a little late for that but uh 888 beck eight 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 seven two beck um also you did you did confirm that Steve Sarkeesian is already leaving the Alabama Crimson, yes, Crimson Tide yes it is confirmed
4: he is going to be the guy
2: and he's gonna he's going to take over as offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons. the Atlanta Falcons. Wow, that's really something, really something. So that's official. He held the Alabama job for one game. 727 back, more Pat and Stuart coming up. I'll teach you to lose at Alabama. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. A, a terrible winning percentage. <laughs> Zero.
2: Are some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Ugh are we what are
1: you showing me for? What you When you're hearing when what Jeffy's is, speaking, why would yeah, you switch? Why to would pack? you? It's really weird.
4: <laughs> 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 Jeffy <laughs> um, Okay, Sunday's game? Yeah. Fourth place. Uh, high enough total tie for fourth place among most viewed programs in TV history. <laughs>
1: <That's>, <laughs> oh, what a disaster.
4: Sucked. What a disaster of a league this
3: is, Are they even going to
4: play that game again next know, year just after that
3: performance?
4: <laughs> Jeez. Lady Gaga's halftime performance? uh uh-huh. Uh, one hundred and seventeen point five million viewers making it second most halftime show ever behind Katy wow. Perry two years yeah. ago. Uh,
1: and I, I, those are the two I would wow. say yeah, most memorable that that
4: I've seen. Boy, no kidding.
1: I mean, like they because they and not because I like either one of their music. It's just that, you know, that was they no. did it made a real show out of it. You know, I mean that was a real it was a spectacle.
2: We're I not mean, never going back to the days of Aerosmith, are we? We're, we're never I don't know. They've they, they like that. Going stuff. Back? Coldplay was Yeah, just they liked like to that. bring and, that stuff uh, back, uh, they sure Coldplay, do. I, I guess.
1: But I mean Coldplay's just a rock band, right? Like they had yeah. The Who and they did that. I mean that, that's in my rank, my string of uh, Super Bowls. The Who was there. Yeah. I saw, we saw The Who in
2: Tampa. Did one. Right? Was it yeah. the, um, the Who um, in Tampa? Yeah, Courtney was, was probably the last big big name, you know, from like all-time name. Uh, you know, right, because then they did they did uh, Coldplay, who was kind of a current band sort of, I guess, and Katy Perry and Beyoncé and... But Beyoncé was with Coldplay, lady right? Gaga. Yes. Uh,
4: yeah. Lady Gaga. Because Katy Perry, uh, did she have help with anyone else? I don't think so. I, uh, Gaga didn't use anyone else? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. But Gaga, I mean, that was the big deal, right? Gaga didn't use any yeah. help. It was She just was in. Okay, she was we, all in, yes. man.
1: So here we go. This is a list of um, uh, Super Bowl performers... Uh, from history. I mean, Prince so didn't 2006, use else. He was great. 2016, Coldplay, f- with Beyonce and Bruno Mars both there. Right. 2015, uh. Katy Perry, joined by Lenny Kravitz and Missy Elliott. Oh, that's right. Nobody remembers
4: that, though. Boy. Yeah,
1: Bruno Mars, joined by Red Heart Chili Peppers. 2013 was Beyonce. 2012, Madonna. Uh, I mean, 2011, Black Eyed Peas, Usher, and Slash. <clears> 2010, <throat> The Who. 2009, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. 2008, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. 2007, right. Prince, 2006, Rolling Stones, 2005, huh. McCartney, 2004... Wow, it's been that long. Uh, ...was Janet Jackson, Kid Rock, P. Yeah, Diddy, that was the, Nelly... And, and, that, and that was in Houston, by
4: that, that, the way. It was the anniversary uh, right. game in Houston. Oh, oh, the mal- that was a game. wardrobe yeah. malfunction. Yeah.
1: And then you had 2003, Shania Twain, No Doubt and Sting, 2002, U2, and then 2001 was Aerosmith, Sync, Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, and Nelly... That was
2: a uh-huh. big halftime show. Uh-huh. Wow. That was a big one. Uh, the U2
1: one was pretty amazing, too. Right after 9-11. Hi, and uh, welcome to Pat and Stu. We were just listening. We were going through the uh, history of the Super Bowl halftime show. It was, it was pretty impressive. amazing. In the early pretty days. Impressive. I mean, this pretty was not amazing. even an event until, like, Super Bowl 30. Like nothing yeah. happened for the Nineteen, first thirty years.
2: Ninety-one ish. Yeah, ninety-two.
1: Ninety-one was the first one we could do where, where there was an actual, seemingly a big event and of the day. Listen to some of these. I said the other day. I think the first
2: one, the first Super Bowl, was a high school marching band. It wasn't, but it was college marching yeah. band.
1: Yeah. So sixty-seven was the and University of Arizona and Grambling State marching band. So it wasn't so even like the, the USC time. marching band, no. the marching band we all know. Now after Super Bowl one, they're like, <laughs> okay, we had Arizona and Grambling State last year. That's too much. <laughs> Cut it back to just Grambling State this year. So, Super Bowl two is the Grambling State marching band. Se- se- uh, wow. Excuse me, 68. 69 is the Florida A&M are they're,
4: they're really strong. Florida sure A&M. Yeah, Florida A&M. A huge marching, huge band. Marking, marching band school. Sure.
1: 1970, That's Carol great. Channing. So
2: there's well, first.
4: I wonder what Carol
2: Channing did. I don't know. She's in here, like, she multiple sang? times. Did she I don't know. Should do a play. Are you, the talent of
4: Carol Channing. You're doubting the NFL. <laughs> Carol, that's bringing bizarre. the talent of Carol Channing.
1: 71, out? they're like, hey, we tried the individual artist, Carol Channing. Let's go back to the Florida A <laughs> marching band again. So that's what they are there. 72. Right. They obviously you're sitting in the Super Bowl. You're going to do a salute to Louis Armstrong. Well, obviously. In 72, you, you gotta. Right. Uh, which and is, then
2: you want to bring in a marching band.
1: Which you get Carol Channing again. Oh, you do? And you get uh the uh you also get Al Hurt. Oh. And you bring in Ella Fitzgerald, you don't, which knows. is the first big name, I that's guess, a, of this. That's a big but really show, really a bizarre one. It's a big show. Ella Fitzgerald. You don't think of that. Then they're like, you know what? We had all those names last year. Let's bring back the University of Michigan marching band. 74, <laughs> the University of Texas marching band. 75, we're going to obviously do a tribute to Duke Ellington. Obviously. Obviously in 75 um, with Mercer Ellington and the Grambling State Band. in 1976, They were a big part
2: of the Super Bowl for the yeah. first 10, 15 yeah, years. Yeah, really?
1: uh, Seventy-six, again, just um, uh, no names at all, just a tribute to America's bicentennial. Seventy-seven, it's a small world, including crowd participation for the first time with spectators waving colored, uh, you know, the cards you put up uh, Mm -hmm. in front of you. It's a small world, like the Disney Yeah, but like, again, like no names. Seventy-eight, now again, we're at Super Bowl at 13 now. Um, Paris, from Paris to the Paris of America, featuring Tyler Apache Bellis, and Pete Fountain, along with Ooh. Al Hurt again. That's. And if impressive. you're thinking he Al Hurt, H U R T, no, H I R
2: T. No. He must have been a huge hit the first time around.
1: <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, we got to bring out Al Hurt. Al Hurt get the, him back. He's a talented band. Now we're almost, th- we're almost to Reagan here. Yeah, and really, yeah. we had no Super Bowl shows yet, right? Uh, so, then we've got uh, a salute to the Caribbean with Ken Hamilton and various Caribbean bands.
2: What do you have against the Caribbean?
1: Well, just the Queen. Okay. Um, 1980, uh, a salute to the big band era with Up With People. Up With Up with People at a Super Bowl halftime show? 1980, Up With People. That's incredible. We used to make fun of Up With People on the show. <laughs> wow. Remember that in Florida? Yes, yeah. I remember making fun yes. of them
4: back in Baltimore days. <laughs> this is incredible. Wow.
2: We are
1: still at nothing. Yeah. There's nothing that has happened at the Super Bowl halftime show. We're in 1981.
4: I think you're forgetting you mentioned Al Hurt. I did mention Al Hurt twice. And Carol Channing.
1: I mean, really, the only name, really, is mean, Ella Fitzgerald, which, again, is so bizarre for a Super Bowl halftime really show. Bizarre. But, I mean, at least she's very well known. 81, a Mardi Gras festival, no names. 82, a salute to 60s and Motown, no names. Uh, 83, super, uh, Scope, a kaleidoscope of color and sound. <laughs> 1984, <laughs> uh, Super Bowls, uh, this is, now we're at 18. This is Super Bowl 18. Salute to the superstars of the silver screen. 85, A World of Children's Dreams. 86, Beat of the Future. Again, no names here. Wow. 87, Salute wow. to
4: Hollywood's 100th anniversary. Yeah, just production teams coming in. Uh-huh.
1: 88-something grand featuring 88 grand pianos and the Rockettes and chubby checker. I mean, they, again, they're, they, me. they are not bringing in big acts yet. In uh,
2: 1988.
1: 89, Bebop Bamboozled, <laughs> featuring 3D effects. 90, Salute to New Orleans, featuring Pete Fountain again. They, they really Peace had to the, man. They, they have him come back. Peace Doug Kershaw and Irma Thomas, which I know you're a huge fan <laughs> of. Uh, that's a <laughs> oh, big Irma
4: Thomas oh, guy. Oh, man. I, <laughs> I've got her first wax cylinder. <laughs> now,
1: here's their first attempt to try to bring in some sort of... We're in 1991! We are almost into the Clinton administration here. Their first attempt to do something with a known big act... At the time, unfortunately, their first choice. We knew kids on the block in 1991. Huge at the time, though. But at the time, I bet I think, that was
2: massive. Yeah. I, I don't remember it very remember well, either. but that must have been a big deal. Like, the Super Bowl's going to bring in a big name and now. A big name and bring in, looking for a yeah. younger audience. And they've done it so long now that you just kind of think it's always been there. Yeah. And it hasn't. Yeah, and it, it hasn't. It's
1: fairly recent. Because then you're at 92, they've got Gloria Estefan, and then a bunch of Olympics people. Oh, okay. Ick. Then ninety three is the one, the first one I remember of being really big, which was uh, Michael Jackson. Huge. So Michael Jackson comes in nineteen ninety three. Ninety four, they go Clint Black, Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt, Wynonna, Winona, and Naomi Judd. I don't think they'll ever
2: do the country acts again. Uh, I think that's a thing of the past. Then you've got Tony. The next year, ninety five,
1: Tony Bennett, Patti LaBelle, um, and a Gloria, seemingly a Stefan yet again. Ninety six, Diana Ross. Ninety seven. This is bizarre. Ninety seven. Now we're in nineteen ninety-seven. <laughs> we're we're almost to like Lewinsky drudge report mm-hmm. here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we have got oh, the the halftime show of the Super Bowl are the Blues Brothers. Wow. Dan Aykroyd, John Goodman, and James Belushi did a halftime show of the Super Bowl. That seems completely impossible to me. It does. I don't remember it at all. Uh, then you've got um, Boys to Men, which Hughes at the t- huge yeah. at the time, Smokey Robinson, Queen Latifah. But the Temptations in 1998. Now you're getting into the ones where, they're like, every year, Stevie Wonder, Gloria Was that Estefan. in
2: Detroit? And it, it probably, I, yeah, for Motown. Say, say I don't know. Probably a Motown thing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway.
1: Um, then 2000, Phil Collins, Christina Aguilera, Enrique Iglesias, Tony Braxton. Phil Collins. Okay. But again, these are That's, all like overtime time those big are, names. Yeah. Some yeah. throwbacks and some currents, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. 2001, Aerosmith, In Sync, Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, and Nelly. I remember that one wow. really well. Yeah. Yeah. That one
2: really stands out. Uh, and Aerosmith that could be a band maybe maybe they're the only band from the big classic rock days yeah
4: them and that that maybe the
2: Stones off. that could still pull this I think, off yeah, and you'd want to the have stones them could, back.
4: Stones and Aerosmith could do it again as a flash, maybe. You know, as, a, as a throwback. Yeah, maybe U2 Yeah, you you two would come was back oh, and yeah. do it again. And they were
1: 2002. And that was, one, I think, one of the best ones of all time. That was right after uh, September 11th. So yeah. you're a few months past September 11th, they did a show where they showed all the names of the people who died and everything. That was really an incredible one, I thought. And I also really like U2. 2003, Shania Twain, No Doubt, and Sting. Right. It's a weird combination. Yeah. yeah. 2004: Janet Jackson, Kid Rock, P. Diddy, Nelly, and Justin Timberlake. You remember that as the wardrobe malfunction year? Yep. 2005: That Paul happened in Ma- Houston. Yep. Paul McCartney, and that was the one in Jacksonville. That was the McCartney, first one I ever went to. I can't to. believe McCartney was that long ago. Yeah, that, that's wow. not, that was the first one I ever went to. That was the Eagles. Wow. The, the year that they
4: they won that game with the they with McCartney. Oh, they, they didn't win not. it. Was I was yeah. actually because the entire
1: time I was at this year's Super Bowl, all I was thinking about it was Keith Malinak, our producer, who was a huge Falcons fan. First of all, I was wondering. Whether we'd see him at work ever again, like mm-hmm. after that game, mm-hmm. um, and secondly, I was the, the other part of me was when they were up twenty-eight to three. I was thinking, am I going to hear this from? Free I know free, forever, forever that now they've won a Super Bowl and the Eagles haven't. Is that what I'm going to have to live through? Uh, no, no, no you don't, don't have to. Nope. Uh, no, no. <laughs> sorry, no, thank you. Uh, okay, 2006, Rolling Stones. They did it in 2006, which again, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that was amazing. They can pull that off in 2006, when you think about it. 2007 was Prince, and yet again, the Florida A&M marching band who were making another. Because they're
5: appearance. great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2008, World
1: famous. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. 2009, Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Tom it was, Petty oh.
2: and the Heartbreakers, terrible. Here's a ba- Springsteen, terrible. here's and a
1: bad. Terrible. And I think set. that's when they started
2: saying. Wait okay, a no. no more of these guys. Well, you see this. This is no what. No more,
1: Pat. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, 2004, you get the, the wardrobe function. We're doing this current stuff. We get a boob that pops out. We better freaking change. What we're <laughs> right, doing. right. We can't have right. any issues. All right, bring in Paul McCartney. Yes. Okay, you're not gonna get any boobs popping out in the Paul McCartney show. Right. right? And if you did.
2: Nobody would care. And
1: that was their strategy for several years. 2006, Rolling Stones. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Then 2007, Prince is a little risky, but again, he's from the 80s, right? Yeah. Like, So it's an ancient, Should be you know, okay big name. Prince 2008, Tom Petty, same thing. 2009, Bruce Springsteen, same thing. Same thing. 2002, or t- 10, The Who, which I believe they went so uh. far the wrong direct
4: to the other yeah. side yes. that they're
1: like, crap, we better bring something current back well, into that, this. And remember, that was yes. the,
4: around the time that... Uh, um, uh, what's his face? The guitar player was in trouble for looking at porn. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, oh, really? Uh, that was way after that. That was
1: way after that, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, way that after was like that. when we were in Florida. But you're I talking remember.
4: about Pete
2: Townsend. Townsend. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a
1: long time ago. Yeah, I think that, I think. Was a long, that was yeah, considered well before earlier. 2010. I feel like that was 2003 or but 2002. But here's here's a
2: fact okay. that no one will seem to face: what? the Who sucks. Oh, I'm, I'm with They've God. always God. sucked. They've never been good. I, they shouldn't. Could they certainly shouldn't have performed at the Super Bowl in 2010.
1: Yeah, I will say that's the only one I ever just I mean, didn't even attend. Like Ick. all the of all the Super Bowls that I've been to, I didn't sit in my seat for that one. Because it was just like, eh, who cares? Yeah, who really cares? I, I may have left in McCartney too, but that was more just because I didn't want to miss you know anything, even a second of the Eagles' crushing defeat. Which, by the way, it was so crushing to me that about a year ago, a year ago, remember this happened in 2005. A year ago, I was at Applebee's, and I was sitting at Applebee's. And Applebee's was airing the NFL Network, which for some reason was replaying the Super Bowl between the Eagles and the Patriots. And to that moment, it hurt as badly as when it happened. (laughs) I mean, they so outplayed them in the first half Mm -hmm. and then yet still were losing at at halftime. It's such a cr- it was such a missed opportunity. Is that the Patriots, too? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was, so. Is there a second or third one? I can't remember which one. I think yeah. their third one. They've won so um, many now. They've won, yeah, five. That's true. <laughs> um, then uh, to finish us off, uh, after The Who, it was Black Eyed Peas, Usher, and Slash. Yeah. They went more current. Then they went to Madonna, who's obviously Ugh. just as risky yeah. as anybody as far as boobs popping out. Uh, but nothing, thank God, happened because it would probably go all the way to the floor. 2013. Uh, 2013 <laughs> they won't. They no. Plus, no. there's not
2: one inch of her body that we haven't seen, yeah. and, and you know, none no, of us no. you know, want to see No, you know, in 1987, I will say
1: I probably had a different Come opinion on. over that. In 1993, I probably had a different opinion about that. Yes. Today, Ugh. no thank you. No. Um, then it was 2014, Bruno Mars, Red Hot Chili Peppers, 2015. Bruno Mars was pretty good. Yeah, he was pretty good. I Again, like but that's like, it's spectacle, right? Like, it's a sh- he's a showman. Yeah. Like, yep. that's what you need in these events. Like, a, a rock band just yes. it doesn't pull that off the same way. In that arena, it doesn't work. Um, 2015 was Katy Perry, Letty Kravitz, Huge. Missy Elliott. That was, I thought, very good. 2016, I like Coldplay, but you know, it wasn't really that good with Beyonce and no. Bruno Mars. And Beyonce also. And she did that militant thing It was really Stupid. bad. Stupid. Really and then, bad. Uh, of course, this year uh, we get to Lady Gaga, which I think was actually, you know, again, not my thing, but I, it was a good show. Who would be the greatest act you could possibly bring to the Super Bowl? I mean, I think obviously you're going to start with Wayne Newton. I, I don't know if it ends there. But, I mean, it definitely starts with Wayne Any discussion has to
2: begin with Wayne Wayne, Newton. Newton. Yeah, I
1: mean, you're going to want want a little Wayne. Uh, I'm a little disappointed
4: that Wayne isn't on the list.
1: He Uh, should have
2: been. I mean, Danny, don't you
4: walk so fast at the Super
1: Bowl? Carol Channing, you don't have... Carol Channing twice. Carol Channing twice. (laughs) You got Al Hurt twice. You got Ford A&M like 90 times. No time. And Benny... it's wrong. It's, it's wrong. You're right. You're right. Stuart. I mean, I think it's Wayne Newton.
2: That's, it begins and ends with Wayne Newton. I, that's a little, I'm a little
1: pissed As, for Wayne Newton. I don't now, want any of these other you. people getting on. I want a stage with Wayne. I don't want any musicians. <laughs> I don't want any other singers. I don't want I your want little wrist lights. With I don't Wayne. want your drones. Give me one light on him right. in the middle. He's standing there, he does his thing, and we go home. Now, if Wayne wants to drop from
2: the ceiling, I'm not going to argue about it. <laughs> Wayne's not going to drop. go ahead Wayne's. and drop him from the ceiling. But then I just want him in the middle of the stage <laughs> with the spotlight. <laughs> Singing, Daddy, Don't You Walk So Fast. That's all I want. And Don And it, then I get mean, the hell off the stage. Is that too Good much night. to ask somehow? It's not. It is not. I don't think so. <laughs> I do it's not think not. so. It's Wayne not. Wayne freaking Newton. And I say we lobby the NFL for that next year. <laughs>
1: I would love that. I would
4: love that. <laughs> it would be funny.
1: It would that. be. I don't know if the rest of America would like it as <laughs> much nothing as we did. nothing funny about
4: a tremendous performance uh, by Wayne Newton funny. at the Super Bowl halftime. alright eight
2: seven two seven back. Uh Glenn had a uh, think tank discussion with the staff uh, that included... Uh, Donald Trump and the refugee ban. Oh,
1: okay. you mean the Muslim ban? Is that what you're doing the
2: talking about? Muslim ban. The Muslim Dude, ban. We shouldn't call a Muslim ban because it's not a Muslim ban. I love this. But I, it,
1: I was getting so much, so many people angry at us today. You go stop calling it a Muslim ban. It's not a Muslim ban. First of all, we've made that point a thousand times. Right. It is not a Muslim ban. Right. Second of all, the reason the term exists is because of your candidate. The guy you're cheering for is the guy who said it initially. Yes. He's the one who said he wanted a total and complete shutdown, a ban of Muslims coming into this country. The reason why people called the Muslim ban is because your candidate suggested one. This is not that policy. It's mm. completely different. But you can't get pissed at people for calling it what he called it. Right, exactly. I mean, he's the one who started that. Not Not anybody else. It's not the media's fault. That's his fault. Now, it would be nice at this point if the media would come around to say, uh, you know, that's not what this policy is. But again, like the people who were cheering on the Muslim ban when he made it are now offended that people are calling it a Muslim ban. Mm -hmm. Well, if anything, you should be pissed at Trump for not going
6: as far as he promised.
2: Definitely. You'd think. You'd think. You'd think. Anyway, here's part of that discussion.
6: Let's start with um, politics and uh, what has happened uh, over the weekend, especially with the Super Bowl commercials, uh, some of them being political, some of them not. Uh, the um, Uber and other tech giants now, who has this story, is is uh, taking on the immigration bill.
7: Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't see any of the any of the commercials involved with the immigration bill. There was like one paid I remember advertisement that went on. Uh, most of them were just pretty eye roly, but the immigration bill uh, I was watching over the weekend. And I tell you what, I don't even really understand really the argument because I remember back when Obama did his uh, immigration bill and it was shut down in the courts. That to me made sense because he was asking everyone just to basically you know, not pay attention to the law. You know, like, don't enforce the laws. So I can see why the courts got involved with that. I don't understand why the courts are even vo- involved with this. this, this judge from Washington. Like what legal basis does he have to stop the president which the supreme court's already ruled that he's in charge of immigration he can do with immigration however he pleases like how does that how do they have any legal measure to come in and infect this at all i don't get it.
6: No, i i agree with them on that i'd i i do not know why it's even an issue other than i guess the judge is progressive and trying to stand up to trump and is it based on religion is that where they're going with it Well, i i, I will tell you i've uh... i have a friend who's a constitutional scholar that will remain nameless because he doesn't want to be in the middle of this, but he wrote to me, I think it was last Thursday or Friday, and he said, Glenn, I'm I just, you know, I was looking into the immigration thing to find out if it's constitutional, what the courts should probably say. I just wanna run it by you, see what you think. I am not smart enough for my friends, <laughs> because I didn't understand a damn word he said. Um, but he was quoting statute and everything else, and he said, um, the visas, um, he cannot say, he cannot say you can't create new visas but he can say we're no longer accepting them at this time. So the president's purview, he can't stop a visa from being obtained, but he can say that visa is not valid at this time. You so, can't enter.
5: Part of the reason I think the president was able to jump in was because a lot of the language in that executive order was convoluted.
6: Uh, like there's- it was written like by a fifth grader. Yeah,
5: like, well, there's this one thing. Was. Which, seems like it should be self-explanatory but it's not so like in the executive order they said ban entry well they never define what entry meant and the word entry is not used in the original immigration act that they're amending with the executive order so that's why border uh, the um the you know Customs was like, uh, you need to define this for us so we know what it means.
6: Well, that's why apparently Bannon and, um, and what's his name, the weasel from the GOP, that's why, they're, that's why they're in trouble with Trump over the weekend. That was at least the story in the New York Times. That, so just like the rollout, it was a failure of execution, not so much concept. Yes.
5: Not a ex- uh, failure of principle. Right. but a failure of the details of the executive
6: order. But the, problem, but the bigger problem is, is I think, the, the American people are arguing over something that we wouldn't normally argue over. Because we're not saying it's a ban on Muslims because we're obviously letting other Muslims in. It's not a Muslim ban. Fault of, of Donald Trump for saying it in the first place. It's not a Muslim ban. All we're saying is, let's stop and look how we're allowing people in are we vetting them enough? And we all know the answer to that is no. We all know that people are overstaying their visas. All the things that we said that we were going to do on September 11th, we never did. Bush didn't do them. Neither did, uh, neither did Obama. So we all know that, we should, that we're not doing the best we can on immigration. That's all this says. But we're dividing ourselves because of language.
7: Yeah, and it, to me, it, just, it seems all to be about politics. I mean, I, I, like that's why I was struggling to find, like, the, the legalese involved with this. But it just all seemed like politics to me. So now, what this judge has done, uh, was it Robart? Judge Robart's from Washington? Mm-hmm. Like, um, so what he's done now is it's basically a temporary restraining order on it. So basically, he's left it as is. So it's just a temporary, you know, halt on the executive order. And he's waiting for people to bring, you know, more arguments in.
5: Well, the government's going to be able to appeal it and take it to the circuit level and... Yeah, Which, yeah,
7: and the appeals court already said, I guess the, the Trump administration tried to say, hey, just, just knock that down, but the appeals court said, no, we can't do that yet. Wait till, I guess, this, this afternoon, sometime this evening. They're going to do a formal, you know, eventually, basically what the bottom line is, it's not going to go anywhere. They're not, it's <laughs> going to go all the way up to the Supreme Court, and they're not going to be able to vote on it until we actually get a new judging, because it's deadlocked. <laughs> I will tell you that
6: um, anything that's going to be decided by the court today, I don't trust. 16 and a half million people are not showing up to work today because it's Super Bowl Monday. And anybody who is showing up is like, you know, whatever. I mean, I think uh, I, don't, I don't buy a car that was made on Super Bowl Monday <laughs> myself. Um, you saw, the Bowie, you are, um, have a story about Melania. And I love the way that, this is from Politico, I love the way that they're positioning the headline, how Melania can save Donald Trump.
8: Yeah, basically it boils down to five ways she can kind of save his image, especially to the half of Americans that hate him and then the percentage of that 50% that voted for him but did so basically holding their nose. And so they kind of relate her her grace at the inauguration to Jackie Kennedy and basically list these five reasons. So the first one is she can be an ambassador of American greatness. Um, She can kind of adopt as her first lady cause that she wants to um, use during his presidency, American exceptionalism. OK, hey,
6: but hang on just a second. Does anybody, and I do not mean this as a slam, does anybody know about Melania and how she feels? I mean, her father was a communist ranking party member. I mean, she grew up in a very communist house. So do we know how she feels about America greatness?
8: But because of where she came from, she can use that to her advantage, and, like, she more than anyone grew up in that kind of communist...
6: Which worked for her family.
8: I don't know what she feels, (laughs) but...
6: I don't know what she feels either, but it did work for her family. Her, Her family came out fine during the communist time.
8: Well... <laughs> <laughs> she can. She can still use. No, I mean, that.
6: most people don't know that, and and Trump's not certainly not going to uh, bring that up. But I,
8: I did not know that either. Yeah. But she can still use that by, sure. you know, talking about how important democracy is. Sure. Sure. So, and then because a lot of people don't know how she feels, she can also use that to her advantage because they talked about in this article how Jackie Kennedy was kind of. Um, this secret woman who didn't speak a lot about um, her policy and her beliefs. And so the American people want things that they can't get. And so when she speaks, everyone listens. And Melania can also use that to her advantage. And so she can also be a character witness to Trump, um, kind of balance out what the media is saying about I don't know, she, is.
6: she did it on the campaign trail, and she did not test well. I mean, that's why they took her off the campaign trail. She doesn't like it. She doesn't want to do it. And she is not very good at it. If she, I mean, Jackie Kennedy was was a special woman in and of herself. It would be great. Melania could do it, but it would take effort. You you have a story about the, the Tea Party hydra- uh, being hijacked.
7: Yeah, I re- yeah, I read this interesting uh, thing. It was, it was actually in a Daily Beast, um, but um, <clears throat> from Rick, Rick Wilson, and uh, he was talking about how the Republican Party was in danger of becoming the troll party and how it was being so overrun with uh, like a new, new, basically a new breed, new type of, uh, of people within the Republican Party that were so very vocal, very angry, um, all about the you know, nationalism, populism, that style mm-hmm. of politics. And they were now overrunning the Republican Party. And <clears throat> it, it piqued my interest, because I remember I was doing some research on something else a while back, was we doing something on the alt-right. And I was looking, uh, I just looked up alt-right on Wikipedia to see what some people were mm-hmm. saying about it. And I found it, it was within a, 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 another sub-segment of uh, conservatism. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, alt-right has nothing to do with conservatism. Nothing. But they're already starting to relate the two. They do, I don't think people understand.
5: And uh, to jump off your point, I read another interesting article from another non-traditional place, The Atlantic, from David Frum called the uh, how to, what was it, it was... Um,
6: start an, um, how to start auto- an autocracy. autocracy. Yeah.
5: And it was basically kind of that same point. The Republican Party and conservatism risked this, this cult of personality of building it around one person. If we, if we build it around one person, not a set of ideas, a set of principles, then we risk just complete destruction of... Well, I have to tell you, there's
6: ideas. no difference between what the left did with the Marxists, they said, let's bring these Marxist radicals in because they'll help energize the party. They ended up taking over. And I think the same thing is happening with the, with the right. Where
5: We're already seeing evidence of it. So Gallup put out a, um, their tracking poll from February 2nd to the 4th. Trump's approval rating stands at 42%, disapproval at 53%. Now that is the lowest approval rating for an incoming, for a president in his first couple weeks. And the problem is, that's not being driven by scandal, by war, by recession. That's driven by people's dislike of him. Now he was able to overcome that in the primaries because he was facing a historically large field.
6: So you still have a 90% approval rating with Republicans?
5: Uh, no, it's like 80-something.
6: Still 80-something.
5: The... But, how, but
1: how were the Republicans during Obama's first term? See, because I think these are more based off of the people that don't like the Republican or, I mean, yeah, a lot of people don't like him, but the
6: Republican Party... I will tell you, I just got back from Los Angeles and there's a lot of people who voted, you know, Democrat, voted Democrat their whole life, and they're all saying, I'm going my right arm for Mitt Romney now. We made a huge, we made a huge mistake, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you did. Caleb, so you're saying his numbers are number one lowest? Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> the
4: number one lowest.
1: Hey,
2: hi, and uh, welcome. It's welcome Pat and Stu.
1: Yeah, interesting segment.
2: You know, you can take a positive step towards self-reliance with My Patriot Supply. Mm. Uh, we've been trying to tell you this for quite some time now, and you've just been sitting there thinking, yeah, I, you I do. I need you don't to listen do that. to
1: us. You don't care. Do it!
2: All right, because it's really easy, and uh, and then you'll be happy you did. You got this, you know, just mark it off your to-do list.
1: Uh, you know, I was uh, at first a little skeptical when my Patriot Supply suggested that you scream as loud as you can, do it. Into the car. It worked, though, didn't it? It, <laughs> it did. It, it really actually did work, yeah. I, and I now want to do it. Yeah. Because I don't want you to do that again. Like, I'm like, I don't want you right? to scream at me. Right. Um, so I'm going to go buy uh, my patron supply in the uh, in the deal they have four <laughs> weeks for ninety nine dollars. Uh, now it's really great food. It lasts for twenty five years so you don't have to keep rotating it out. you want to be prepared for basically every emergency this side of a zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. yeah four weeks will do it. yeah and uh, you're
2: not stuck with things like wheat and cracked barley and beans and stuff you you get really delicious food like, Fettuccine Alfredo and emergency pizza and puddings and, I mean, just really good stuff. Oh, call no, we have, well, this
1: is the second time we've talked we about pizza. And we still don't have pizza. I don't, I don't Where's know. the pizza?
2: The Constitution is continually broken on this show. <laughs> continually. 888 mm-hmm. 411 is the number to call to get prepared. 888 411 or at preparewiththeblaze.com. So people should... Uh, 888-727-BEC, 888-727-BECK, eight 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 seven two beck This is a fascinating
5: uh, discovery?
2: S- d- discovery from Katie Couric. Uh, she sympathizes uh, with the abortion doc-
1: industry. D- doctor. Doctor,
2: doctor. thank Curry. you. Doctor Katie Couric, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the abortion industry and Planned Parenthood, she's all about them. Uh, but when it comes to gender, she says that the unborn can feel. For instance, well, let's let her tell the tale here. Here's what she
6: says. And just because you operate on a child mm-hmm. and tell that the, child you're a certain gender, that doesn't necessarily coincide with who that person feels he or she right. actually is. It doesn't correlate with what is in your head. And right. Your in the head. later stages of development, it's when your brain is wired. And sometimes the yeah. surge of testosterone can make a male, a, a female fetus feel female as fetus. if that baby is male so or that you're person in the is male. Body. And the opposite, yeah. if there's huh. not enough testosterone.
2: Well, there's a lot going on there, because let me tell you something. If that female fetus can feel like a male, the hell are you doing aborting it? Oh, my God. If it can feel anything, and especially that I'm actually a fetus who is a female that wants to be male, screaming to get out, (laughs) you better let it out so it can become the male it wants to be. That it already knows it is. Then it already knows it is. Thank you. Exactly.
1: Okay. <laughs> that was really fascinating because there's so much there. So much there. The whole she called, thing is she called the fetus so a baby so...
2: along the way. Yep. Which okay, if it's a baby, stop aborting, okay? Stop aborting. You have already admitted it's not tissue there. Yeah. We got are not, not talking
1: saying, tissue. You got to Can you send that to us for radio? We got to do this one on radio. That's unreal. This is so so 1st uh, of y'all you have the abortion point, which is first though they they're apparently murdering uh, tons of transgendered people, which is really uh, sad. Um, set, We've been fighting for transgendered for a long time. Shockingly, we have. You know what? Some of the in 52 reality, million murders yeah, have been reality, transgendered. What is it? I, I mean, I don't know what the percentage is, but like I you don't know, either. But it's between something gay under 1%. people, transgender, LGBT. What's the com- yeah, combination between right? all four of those? How many million, million? A million, probably at least. At least. Um, gay, lesbian, transgendered babies have been Females, murdered. yes. We should, just, we should only talk about those groups. From now on, we should. (laughs) should. (laughs) uh, Maybe that's the way to go. But so you have the abortion part of this, which is fascinating. Secondly, Ellen seems to indicate it's only in their head. Yeah, she says it's not how they feel in their head. Mm -hmm. What what do you mean feel in their head? I thought they were born born this way, and that's what they are. Yeah, and now it's how they feel in their their head. head. Which is, again, is it is it about they, feelings?
2: They, they honestly have it every which way. They sure
1: do. Yeah, because, it just doesn't matter. And obviously, it, Ellen would, you know, she's obviously in, involved in, in, in these issues heavily mm-hmm. um, and, and has fought for them for a long time. I would think she would be the one identifying it correctly, right? Uh, from their perspective. And would think so. And she says that's a really interesting perspective. I, I really can't keep track of track of all the claims. I can't keep track of what we're <laughs> supposed to say or think. Or I mean, it Well, really how could is
4: too, when you have a clip like that uh, from two scientists uh, giving you scientific <laughs> like Katie information and like Ellen that, DeGeneres. you can't keep track of it like No, you can't. That.
1: I, I it's mean, way above maybe our you're heads. Right. Maybe it's above my head. But So a surge of testosterone makes someone feel in their head as if they're a male. And that's the trans, thats the explanation of transgenders, uh, ge- yeah. transgenderism. Now uh, that was
2: just—that yeah. was
1: absolute crazy talk. Start again, to finish, crazy talk. And if it, it let's just say it is uh, how you feel in your head. You feel as if you're the opposite gender. Um, that's fine, but like that, that's not a—that's um, uh, not an issue where you would. Because like, I mean, I guess we're we're identifying this as body part related. Yeah. And if, there, if you're identifying gender as well, what silly, you though. feel like, uh-huh. well, I mean, you can feel like whatever you want. Like, people keep saying, well, I'm not going to call uh, Caitlyn Jenner Caitlyn, right? That's like a very common refrain right. from a lot of people. Yeah. Well, anybody well, can until, change their name, right? Yeah, right? Anyone can change their name. She can be, you, you because the he-she thing you can say you can argue with, but Caitlyn can be Caitlyn even if it's a dude, right? Sure. So mm-hmm. the issue is, is, like, what are you talking about? As far as the specifics, because if it's just how you feel, I'm not going to say that J- if Jeffy says, he says, I feel like a woman. Um, first of all, no one would be surprised at all. Um, and we would say, yes, of course. Secondly, thank you. I don't care. Like You want to feel that way? You want to feel that you're something else? I mean, feel away. Thank you. Uh, however, and that's not necessarily I something I put in a government form. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not putting on a government form that I feel like something else. And if, if it's a feeling in your head.
2: You better call Gaga and tell her you're not born that way, because uh, she built a whole career on born this way. Although if so it happens, either you're birth, born that you, way or, right, right. or you feel that way. Which is it? I mean,
3: Cause, right? I,
1: cause again, feeling a feeling in your head it strikes me as something like that's something that's going to change from time to time. Change. It could change. It's a, it's it's not necessarily a, a physiological thing. It's, right. It's not necessarily a plumb It's not about plumbing, right? It's about. Right. Uh, You know, you know, you might feel like you're something that you're not. Um, But that's I I can't believe that she was describing it that way. That seems like something that like a Republican politician would get in trouble for saying. (laughs) Yes. You know, like if if uh, if, uh, you know, um, Mike Pence came out tomorrow and was like, you know, look, I understand people who are transgendered. If they feel in their head that they're a woman like, I mean, he would be in real trouble for that. He'd be excoriated. Yeah. Wouldn't he? Yes, that's I think a, so that's too. a very interesting um, interesting segment.
2: Yeah. All right. Triple eight seven two seven. Beck, we got more patents to, do. It's, you know, inevitable. Yeah, oh, it's just gonna, it's gonna happen. It's not Jeffy. It's no more Jeffy segments, though, right? Well, oh,
3: come on. If you want, I, no, 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 I no. Find no. I'll, I'll
1: find something. No, we don't want you to find. No. Wow, a uh, big moment coming up uh, on the program. Holy uh, cow. We One are of the biggest f- moments in the history of the show. I would say that's probably true. Yeah. Uh, taco Bell's new fried chicken tacos. Um, they're you've called been, the Naked Chicken Taco, I believe is the actual name of them. You've been
2: begging us to try this for you. Yes. For science. I will say for so me, even, because
1: it's not something I can partake in. However, I'm so interested in how it actually is. I am, too. And we've done
2: something like this before. There was a chicken sandwich that was... KFC, KFC had a double down. Had a double down, yeah. which was the the, the the buns were chicken. Yes, right. Now
1: here's the thing. about And it that was one. a mess to eat. Yeah, and,
2: and it. I mean, it was okay. It was
1: it just, but it wasn't great. But here, here's the thing with that one. It's, those things just... always sound better than they turn yes, out. Yes, they do. Usually, although Taco Bell, that's not always true right, with Taco true. Bell. Sometimes they taste a lot better than they sound. Um, the thing with this, where I'm interested, is because the, the double down, I believe, went wrong in two ways. Number one. The bun was essentially just two pieces of chicken breast. like <laughs> right, it right, wasn't like anything right. designed for the use. you know Correct. it was just it was just two they were like, all right, uh, two chicken breasts and then in the middle they put bacon, cheese and like a little sauce. So that yeah. the second part of it was there's nothing yeah. in the middle. It wasn't a sandwich. It was essentially just you eating the chicken without a button, right? Here, they've yeah. designed a specific taco shell. It was taco almost show. like an Atkins chicken sandwich. Yeah, although right? it had breading on the fried chicken, so it wouldn't be too Except Atkins for fries. that. Yeah. So here, I think in a much better approach here by Taco Bell, which is no surprise.
4: I mean, no surprise.
1: No surprise. They're the brilliant. Taco They're, right? They're genius. I mean, they go back to the drawing board. Right. They do an actual taco shaped piece of chicken that they've formed yeah, into a so place cool. like a taco out of fried chicken. Then, in addition, <laughs> in the middle of it, they've solved that as well by putting grilled chicken along with the sides, like uh, lettuce, you know, and, and cheese and things like that. So I think they've really addressed two of the big concerns with the double down. And I would, I'm really interested to see how they pulled this off.
2: Should be fun. That's coming up on. in a second. Uh, Meantime, we're going to go inside Amazon's robot-run supermarket that needs just three. I thought it was two, but this says three human
0: workers. Here's a look. Four years ago, we started to wonder. What would shopping look like if you could walk into a store, grab what you want, and just go? Um, What if we could weave the most advanced machine learning, computer vision, and AI into the very fabric of a store, so you never have to wait in line? No lines, no checkouts, no registers. Yes. Welcome to Amazon Go. Use the Amazon Go app to enter. Then put away your phone and start shopping. It's really that simple. Take whatever you like. Anything you pick up is automatically added to your virtual cart. That's what credible? How? If you change your mind about that cupcake, uh-huh. just put it back. Our technology will update your virtual cart automatically.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Wow! So, I'm how not does sure it I work? Trust it. We used computer vision, deep learning algorithms, and sensor fusion. Did you say that now, much Pat? like you'd find <laughs> in uh-huh. self-driving After cars. the second time, we call probably. it just walk-out technology. I love that technology. Once you've got everything you want, you can just go. When you leave, our Just Walk Out technology adds up your virtual cart and charges your Amazon account. Your receipt is sent straight to the app, and you can keep going.
2: Just, uh, Amazon
1: go.
0: These people are going to run the
1: world. Come
2: on now. I mean, that. Uh, come on.
1: Awesome. We still I mean, to, that is
4: Minority Report esque. We still have the uh, app for the grocery stores and stuff where they still have to ring it up and you don't have to, it, it automatically charges and goes to your app, the receipt and everything. We do that. What but you, mean, you still we have to do go that. through. Do you
1: own a grocery store yes, chain yes, that I'm not aware of?
4: We, as in the person I have that shops for me. No, seriously, what, what is it? I don't know wife. what you're referring to. Uh, you have the store app. Okay. So that when you go shopping and then you have to go through, the, you do have to go through the register, unlike Amazon. Yeah. Uh, but you, they ring it up and you uh, scan your app at the register and then it just, everything goes. Oh, okay.
1: There. Well, that's just, a, that's like a credit card, essentially. Like you're, it's a credit yeah. card on your phone,
4: right? Yeah. This is like like unbelievable, though. But you yeah. get the receipt, it's all right there on on the Go app. So you just. God.
2: But and that's fine. But this thing this is, is a, a, unreal technology. Like you, well, you take it off the shelf, you put it in your bag, and you leave. So it's, I mean,
1: it, that's unreal. It's got to be like what RFID based, I would think. I, um, yeah.
2: I guess I mean, that so,
1: is. Are these available now? No. Yeah. So where do we know, Jeffy, where these places <laughs> it's are? So it's cool. As a guy who invests in grocery store chains, I'm surprised you don't know about this. <laughs> um, no, I guess just in Seattle at this point. When is this coming to yeah. Dallas? I think this
2: is the coolest thing I've ever seen. When is this seen? coming to my
1: street, is what I need to know.
2: Jeez, Cause, that's cause, amazing. Because,
1: you know, the thing I, I am not a big fan would of. Would you
2: trust, though, that if you if you change your mind and you put it back, it, it's deducted I would. from...
1: I mean, would you? I, would, I would probably check the first few times, and then afterwards yeah. they could charge me for whatever they wanted.
3: <laughs> that's uh,
5: probably
1: true. <laughs> well, it works at, like, mini bars, right? Like, you take a, a soda out or you put it back in. They now have the, the ones that, do, that uh, will detect... Um, whether you've taken things out of minibars and hotels. Oh yeah. Um, so they, I mean, you know, and that's yeah. much more basic, obviously, than this, but it's pretty incredible. I mean, and it would be weird. Like really I, cool. I'm a big fan of not interacting with humans. Me too. Um, don't like them. Not a big fan. Uh-huh. Uh You know, I, well, one in particular, I really don't like. Uh, but it's just, uh, you know. Um, yeah. It's that one, that one over there.
2: That one, I just
1: don't. Uh, it kind of turned me off for all humanity, Pat. Yeah, <laughs> like well, I, I used to be fine with humans, but like <laughs> yeah. now, if and they can him. turn into that, right? If that can happen, right? You know, I've also, don't by the way, in that now world. Uh, who wants to live in that world? Right. And no Jeffy's one. also made me pro-choice, by the way. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I? Uh, that's actually, that's incredible, man. That is incredible. I mean, I, Amazon really is because they have Amazon um, Fresh, which I did try at one point, which is like it's. You go on the app, order whatever you want, grocery-wise, and they'll deliver it to you in like refrigerated bags or like insulated bags,
2: which is cool which enough. Which is
1: cool enough. Then they've got um, they've got uh, you know you can uh, Amazon Pantry, which is you can order stuff that's not like frozen or whatever, and they'll bring it to you in these big bags for a flat delivery fee, which I order here all the time. Like all the soda and all the crap that I drink up in my office, I just order it all from there. And this huge box is like 600 pounds. I'm like, hey, Natasha, bring that upstairs. Um, so uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's kind of huh. it's kind of nice. A, I'm a
4: little surprised that you need to tell her. Uh, you know, when I, the boxes a, are delivered, she should be hopsing singing that stairs.
5: upstairs.
1: <laughs> no, they're seriously so heavy that every time I go up the stairs with one of them, because the stairs in our, in our office, there's like a big open area, so like everyone can see you walk up the stairs, but they're really heavy, and I'm weak and out of shape. So it's really like I've got to struggle to get just to the top of the stairs, out of everyone's view, and then I can just plop it down, and just drag it the across the floor. The other thing the you floor. have to
2: understand here is that there's no elevator, and there is no escalator. Right. So, so you right, actually have to walk upstairs. It's like eighteen twelve or something. Here
1: we are watching this Amazon thing. There's technology of the right? future. We can't even get a freaking escalator. Right?
2: Unbelievable. Triple eight seven two seven. Back. More patent Stew coming up. That is one of the coolest things I know I've ever seen. Because uh, that, that was one of those
1: things too that you wouldn't even necessarily need to buy everything you needed for the whole, a whole week. You just walk in there right before lunch, pick up whatever you need for that yep. meal, and walk out. It would seem so easy. So easy. Wow. Oh, controversy reigns yet again here on Spoons. Uh, now, this is one problem we've had over and over again with fast food, which is, you know, mm-hmm. it, it does not age well. Fast food, like, you need to eat it right out of the bag when you're in the drive-thru, right? Um, and so this, I think you need to, to, to factor that in as you taste test the chicken, naked yeah. chicken chalupa, a Taco Bell fried chicken shell around a grilled chicken taco with cheese, lettuce, tomatoes that Pat has removed, and for Pat, Diablo <laughs> sauce, because he's getting a little spicy. And then I have yes. a bean burrito, which is something they've had on the menu for years and years and years. But, but. you've
2: never tried it, and Noah's, no has anyone else. I'm very interested. Right? Okay, so let's okay, try okay, this. So this let's try one. this. This is the chicken thing uh, where they're using food as a food delivery system, which is always kind of
1: cool.
4: <laughs> <laughs> mm.
1: Oh, yeah. Pat, mm-hmm. that was a big bite. You really committed. I'm mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was not a, let me get a little Mm-mm. taste test of this. No, that was I committed a, to that. It was a healthy bite. Uh, Jeffy, now it was we're a little weirded out, I think, mm. by this product um, Why? initially. Why? Yeah. Under- fat
2: man, you're the pickiest eater I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, I want
4: that! I don't want that. Cut sauce. <laughs> good so, sauce so is, ate, it's got sauce. It's got sauce. I got some good gross sauce. Yeah, yeah. The sauce stuff is.
1: Okay, so Jeffy, give me your honest.
4: It actually, it's better than I had, had anticipated.
1: Really? Yeah. It looks good. I gotta say, it looks good.
2: This is so much better. Than the double down thing, yeah. Where oh they my used gosh, chicken just... to deliver chicken mm-hmm. or bacon or whatever they mm-hmm. did.
1: Yeah, really good.
2: Yeah, the chicken is delicious.
1: It's fried heard, chicken
2: I... around a uh, cheese and yeah. lettuce inside. There
1: should be grilled chicken and in some there grilled too. chicken yeah. too. I don't know that there's a ton of it, but it is already ha- you're already having chicken as the shell. It's good. It's really good. I give it a 15. I think.
3: Wow, yeah.
1: 15 out of 18. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. No, this is a bean burrito. Well, I like the bean. <laughs> it's as good as the last thousand What's times. What I like cheese burrito.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's the same thing I've ordered, you
4: know, last thousand times I've been there. So that's pretty good too. Jeffy, um, you know, maybe eleven. No, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's still good. It's edible. Double I mean, digits. It's chicken. It's sauce.
2: <laughs> but it's chicken. It's different. I mean, if go. it's not
4: lard. Yeah. You don't want They're it. You're kind of mainly a lard guy, right? Hmm. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I want is lard. 100% lard, nothing else. Now I know what to get you for. Uh, I'm not going to get you anything.
1: <laughs> for whatever holiday I was about to name. I was Who
2: to name. is the loser in this year's uh, football thing?
1: I, I think me, right?
2: That's correct. I think you were, yeah. Based
1: on the Philadelphia Eagles beating the Dallas so Cowboys. You should get him
2: a big bucket of lard for
1: lunch. That is a great idea. Not
4: a great idea. Oh, isn't that though? Because right. then, then that would be the payment, right? For right. lunch. So, yeah, right. right.
6: The yeah. problem, though,
1: Pat, that a bucket of lard is
4: nope. only one I, day's nope. lunch. I
1: don't have my whole
2: month. <laughs> I'm not saying there'd be any sauce on it. <laughs> just be lard. Wouldn't have to worry about oh, sauce. 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 I don't like sauce.
1: Because that's one of the four or five words <laughs> that Jeffy just blurts out <laughs>
5: milk, 18 <laughs> spoons,
1: sauce. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Sauce! So 15 out of 18, one of the highest ratings Pat Corey has no ever go No Yeah, This is really good. I like it. All right. There you go. Go, mm-hmm. eat, go eat one or ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs>